Welcome to Soul Shine, your guide on how to be fucking awesome, hosted by Emily Oliveira and Emily Kosofsky. All right, I think we have real sound now. This is Soul Shine on location at Hair by Emily. Exciting. Exciting. Let's see if New Route location. 9 comes out as a special guest today on our show. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, on their way to work. This is your traffic update. It's very free-flowing outside of Route 9 this morning at 8.17 a.m. Does traffic ever give you anxiety? Me personally? You personally. No. And I was talking about this yesterday with a friend that has a lot of anxiety. I told them, you have to learn what you can control and what you can't. I can't control traffic, so I can't have anxiety about it. If something's going haywire in your life, but you have control of it, you should change it, you should fix it, you should evaluate the situation, you should assess the situation, you should fix it, you should get rid of that anxiety, you should find the root of it. Traffic, there's nothing you can fucking do about it. So suck it up. I love how you think. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, traffic does not give me anxiety. Cool. I love traffic, actually. I've heard others say that as well. Really? It's time. It just is like a forced time to kind of maybe reflect or get, get just get your shit together a little bit. It's just like... Just appreciate the break. It's quiet time. Sure. It's quiet time. I um, looked some stuff up for us. Nice. For a little bit of knowledge. Love it. Hitting me with the knowledge. 8 a.m. Yep. Okay, let's stop this off today. Anxiety. If you haven't picked up, we're going to talk uh, about anxiety. If we had sound effects, we would do a Yeah, that's like what anxiety is. That's anxiety. Like. I, think yeah, that, right? I think we just summed it up in sound. All right, hit me with some facts, Emily, about Got it. anxiety. National Institute of Mental Health, NIMH, they report that 19.1% of American adults uh, have at this time an anxiety disorder. Excuse me, this is data from 2003. I'm not sure. No, no offense, guys. <laughs> Love the NIMH, but, you know, update that shit. No I was going to say, only um, 19% of people, I find that one hard to believe. So, well, this is, this is for, you bring up a really good point. Everybody has anxiety, but not everybody has a diagnosable anxiety okay, disorder. Okay, fair, fair. Right? So we can assume that 100% of American adults have had the feeling of anxiety in their life, but have they met the threshold for being diagnosable? And in that case, they say actually over a third of adults will be diagnosable in their lifetime. And it's interesting, too, and maybe not surprising that females, uh, women have... Or it's more prevalent for women to have anxiety diagnosed than males. And I was wondering, you know, there are so many variables to account for with any of this stuff. And it's like, are males, like, are men really having or experiencing less anxiety disorders? Or are they just, like, going to therapists less? Or, or like, think, are they just, you know, have less going of a to voice? Ther- right. Therapy less. Right, right. Because I tell a lot of my guy clients, I'm like, you need fucking therapy. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and it's mostly my guys. Because I feel like women will get together and talk about it with friends. We'll call up a family member and talk about it. Guys don't do that. Mm-hmm. So right. I think that guys just kind of push it away. And they're like, no. Completely. That is the norm. I agree. So 1980 comes along. And that's when the DSM, the di- um, oh my God, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's the diag- it's a diagnostical statistical manual. That's not right. Oh my God, that's we like embarrassing. That. We like that. No, go with um, it. DSM 1980, uh, they split anxiety neuroses into generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder. So I think what people, like when people are listening today, they're going to be relating to this concept of, generalized anxiety disorder or having like pant dealing with panic attacks. Um, and then I was like, you know, let me just go back in time a little bit. What were um, people saying about this like hundreds and hundreds of years ago? And not surprisingly at all, this is, this goes back to like, you know, Greek philosophers and like ancient really? societies and they just, you know, had different terminology and different thinking. But I found this little thing. Um, so Hippocrates, and I don't even know who he was talking about, but he was like Nicanor's uh, affection, so his affect, when he went drinking to a party was fear of the flute girl. And this is from like fucking, I don't even know. Sometime in BC, hundred four, year four. four, This was said. We were scared of the flute girl. She must have been hot. Uh, Right. Yeah. Gotta watch out for them flute girls. (laughs) Halloween costume, baby. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna be a flute girl. Watch out, Hippocrates. (laughs) She coming for you. So interesting. So yeah, and like that's. I feel like what I hear so often are people using should statements. You know, they'll be like. And I, you know, I was in a meeting with like the head of our department and I had butterflies in my stomach and I'm like, yeah, they're like, but I should feel confident. Why? I should be happy to be here. Where I don't, where I, somewhere along the way, we got super confused about what we should and shouldn't be feeling. Mm. And let's just like put it out there right now. We should be having all kinds of feelings, both good and shitty, all the time. Yeah, we should. And if you're not, something's wrong. Right. Um, I listened to something recently where they said, um, like, blushing, how we can't control, like, blushing. Oh, yeah. How it's actually, uh, um, like, a form of endearment. Is endearment the word I'm looking for? And that was what would show people... Before, because we're so ashamed of blushing or feeling embarrassed, it would show people before kind of like respect or feelings like, oh, I'm embarrassed that I did that in front of you. It's like a a way of apologizing Mm -hmm. or something. It's like our body. Like a natural Yeah, our body is made to do this. But it's funny. It's like we hide all of these emotions and we hide all these things. And I'm not sure why we do. I'm not sure who's telling us that we should not have butterflies or we, you know, should not feel these way in meetings. I feel like it's become, it's part, it's a consequence of being so hyper-focused on happiness Mm -hmm. and like living a full and happy life. This is literally 
what I talked with my friend about yesterday. Tell me. I met up with him. He's a client of mine and his energy has been so heavy. I'm like, listen, Michael, we got to get together. We got to get together outside the salon. Like, we got to have a session. That was an awesome face you just made. Well, I think I just gulped directly into the microphone. (laughs) Sorry about that. But I'm Um, listening. (laughs) So we went, we met up. He's telling me he goes into this meeting at work. He's changing roles. He's going to go work with this other person. And his current manager, his current boss, sat super ignorant, head down, Mm. said nothing. He was like, I felt so uncomfortable. I felt so uneasy. I was so upset. I had so much anxiety because he's also a people pleaser. He wants everyone to to like him. He wants, you know, at work, everyone to like him. That's just the easiest way to put it. And I'm like, listen, not everyone's going to like you. And you shouldn't have anxiety or these uncomfortable feelings because of someone else's reaction that you're progressing in work. Like, why are you getting anxiety over Joe Schmo, who's not even going to be your boss in like a week? He's just butthurt in the corner. But you are putting so much of your energy, so much of your stress, so much of your time. With your whole being. Your whole being into the fact that, you know what? One guy in a company of 30,000 people does not like you. It's okay. It's okay. You shouldn't have anxiety. You shouldn't walk into work. And I don't actually like how much people use the word anxiety. Because if y'all going into work and you're having anxiety, you're sweating through your clothes, you're shaking, you can't do your work. If you're having anxiety, I feel like a lot of times anxiety can be very crippling for people. Oh, sure. I feel like you're just stressed and upset that someone doesn't like you. I don't think that's anxiety. I think you're bringing up, right, the the crux of, of the issue, which is our increasing discomfort around unpleasant feelings. Yes. What did I write down? Um, Find it. We are too quick to feel these emotions and dictate what they do. Oh, good word. Who made you a dictator? They're just emotions. They're not dictating your life. They're emotions. They're like thoughts. They come, they go, they change. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. But as soon as we have an unpleasant feeling, we walk into a room and we get those unpleasant butterflies. Oh, my God, I'm having anxiety. No, Mm -hmm. you're not, bitch. You're just uncomfortable. Okay, or, you know. (laughs) You're just uncomfortable. Get used to being uncomfortable. Completely. And then, then we're in the land of assumptions. And it's like us versus them. We think everyone else is walking around so confident and we're the abnormal ones. And and then we're just not even in reality at all. Mm -mm. I feel like I repeat myself, but have we talked about the Chinese finger trap? No. Okay. I love using this. Like the thing. Exactly. Yep. Doing a little finger. Yep. We're finger trapping here. Do it with us. Mm. The more you pull, the harder it is, right? To release your little fingies from the trap. And the more you just relax into it, huh, yeah. you can come out of the trap. Yes. And it is the exact same principle Ooh, I like that. when it comes to anxiety. Is, you know, and again, like it's normal to want to resist it. Like we're human beings, you know, do we hold our hand over the flame? Like, no, it's, it's unpleasant. So we do want to turn away from 
shit that's unpleasant. However, it would really do us so much good, I think, to learn to just... I don't know, like, look at it really differently. Look Mm -hmm. at it as much more normal and okay than we do. I I was telling him, I'm like, you have to change your perspective Mm -hmm. of your emotions. And by the way, we're talking about this vast kind of in the middle anxiety, this more normal anxiety. Like, where yes, there are people who genuinely cannot leave the house or they're dealing with major phobias or, you know, daily panic attacks. And so that, that is its own separate category that requires, you know, treatment. So yes, just to clarify, we're talking about, about just that meeting that makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about that kind of anxiety. <laughs> right. You know, just the, the daily stuff. But have you ever... Like, in your life, have you had irrational anxiety? Irrational anxiety? Which I think is kind of what... Most anxiety is. (laughs) Um, Well, maybe rational anxiety is, like, right before you're going to have a car accident. Maybe years ago, but I wouldn't have called it anxiety. Mm. I would have just called it stress. Like, I wouldn't have been like, I'm having anxiety. Because I remember I've had one anxiety attack in my life. I was in middle school. And I remember waking up late for school and having to get dressed and run out of my house within, like, fucking five minutes or something. And I get to school. And it was like... My skin was crawling. My skin was burning. I couldn't breathe. Like, I felt like I was, like, hyperventilating. But I wasn't sure why. And I was like, I feel wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I feel fucking wrong. Legit, this is middle school. So I go to the nurse. I call my mom. My mom picks me up. Like, I'm upset. I'm crying. I have no idea why. And I get home. And my mother's like... You you were stressed. You were having anxiety because you woke up late for school and you had to get everything done. Oh, she that, contextualized it She's for like, you. you had an anxiety attack. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow, my so skin uncomfortable. feels awful. That is the only time I have felt true anxiety. Yes, I've been uncomfortable. Yes, I've wanted to throw up on myself. But I don't <laughs> think that's anxiety. Maybe right. it's because... In my head, I can always rationalize mm-hmm. why I feel like this. Why am I stressed? Why do I want to throw up on myself? It is because Dave in the meeting makes me so uneasy because I know that he does not like me and he's out to get me. And then so, when you recognize that, then what? Then it's not anxiety. It's just I'm stressed oh, out. it's a reaction. It's I'm okay. stressed out because of someone else's maybe perspective of mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm stressed out because of my thought of someone else's perspective of me. I'm like, this is not anxiety. I can stand up on my own two feet and I can walk out my door. Like you said, people that have phobias and can't leave their house sure. and literally fall to their knees if they try to walk out of their house— That is fucking anxiety. Like that, when you can't form thoughts in your head because it is so overwhelming 
to me, that right, debilitating. is... Yes, mm-hmm. that is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Everything else to me, I personally think is just stress. Mm-hmm. I think we're stressed and we don't know how to cope with it. And I would argue that we we could still be using the word anxiety in the cases that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just that like, it's all relative, right? Absolutely. So because it's being overused and misused, I've, it's no longer viable. Yes, I feel Even like though it, yeah. It is so overused that... When someone's like, oh my God, I'm having anxiety. I don't take you serious. I'm like, you're having a minor malfunction in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm having anxiety. I have to go out tonight at nine. And I know, you know, flute girl is going to be there. So <laughs> Looking all fluty. She's looking all fucking fluty. She just shined her flute. Like, I'm feeling <laughs> I have anxiety. I'm like, no, you feel anxious. And yeah. maybe like you're excited and you're scared of the unknown and you know, you have all these thoughts running through your mind. Mm-hmm. I just feel like people misuse anxiety, which oh, yeah, upsets me because I have clients that have severe anxiety. Yes, it it skews the scale. It skews our perception. It's in a, then we're living in an inaccurate yes world. Yes, that and that's the situation we're in now. That's kind of how I feel about the mental health thing too. I feel like people have started to. I think we've talked about this. They started to abuse the word and just slap that title on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. No, I think that when this is really an issue, anxiety, mental health, I'm like, I feel like it really needs to be addressed. It's not just a buzzword that people want to throw around. Right, because there are so many people who are genuinely struggling and yes. needing treatment that that those words, they deserve to have those words remain special yes. to that population. Yes. Yes. Um, do you get anxiety? I do. Yeah. And what do you do about it when you start to feel it? Come on. I do lots of different things. I have to definitely pause, kind of similar to what you were saying. Pause and just assess, like, Mm -hmm. how how severe is this? Um, Where is it coming from? Um, And just kind of get back into the mindset I was mentioning earlier of just, like, okay, I'm going to set the intention not to resist this. My intention is actually the opposite, which is just to kind of honor it, be in it, respect it until it evaporates. And it usually evaporates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Interesting little TED Talk. It's not the most, um, like, entertaining presentation, but it's about how to deal with unpleasant emotions and the presenter in it she says that like most often than not if we really just sit in it and recognize it the intensity of the motion will pass in like 90 seconds hmm, which we can quick. handle that's you know pretty fucking yeah. quick right <laughs> i was expecting at least like three to five minutes right right and that like yes it might you know might come back in some ripples or still be lingering that's another thing is we get so stuck in like all or nothing Mm-hmm. Like my anxiety isn't managed until it's 100% gone, you know, or this feeling isn't okay until it's 100% gone. And we might benefit from learning to live in on more, you know, in more lines of the continuum. So to run with that, what I was saying to my buddy is to change your perspective of it. Change your perspective mm-hmm. of the things that you do when you have the anxiety. Um, When you're starting to feel it, you know, he's like, I shut everyone off and I push everything away and I shut down and I just want to go inward and I have to stop doing that. And I was like, oh, dude, no way. You have to keep doing that. 
I'm like, that's what I do. Yeah. But we have different perspectives of it. Mm-hmm. You think this is bad. I'm pushing everyone away. And I think I'm having a hard time right now. I need to back away from each other, go inward, figure out the root of what's giving me the anxiety. Why is it giving me anxiety? Mm-hmm. What can I do to control or change my anxiety? And then once that 90 seconds, once that three days, whatever it fucking takes for you to figure out why this is causing you so much stress and anxiety, then you come back out to the world. Like, it's okay to turn in. Don't turn in in a negative way and don't have a negative perspective of it's so bad that I right. do this. Watch out for that self-criticism, that voice that's yes. like, this is abnormal. Nobody else goes this like, way. Just stop it. Like, no, none of that. You're the one saying that it's bad. You're the one saying it's abnormal. You're the I say one that all the time. And I'm like, who says who, Who says, says that? Who? You. Who? You say that. You, You're yes. the only one mm-hmm. saying that to yourself. I'm like, if you are having stress at work and it's starting to cause you, your stress is starting to cause you anxiety, turn in. Why are you stressed? Why are you starting to have anxiety? What's the root of it? It's because, you know, Dave doesn't like me. Okay, now I understand why. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Dave isn't going to be my boss. Kim's going to be my boss. Okay. Now you sit in it for 90 seconds. Are you stressed about Dave anymore? No. Turn inward. Reflect. Assess. And break down. Try to figure out why you have anxiety. When you start to feel stressed and you start to have some anxiety, what usually causes it? Because we all know well, I'm going to throw throw a bit of a curveball. I th- so to answer that, I think a lot of a lot a lot of times what causes me personally mm-hmm. feelings of anxiety um would be thoughts of not enoughness. Mm. So I'm going to go into something I perceive as a vulnerable situation and you know, whether it's meeting new people or starting a new job or like even something, I don't know, like super tiny. Um, I can't think of anything right now, but that it's, it comes from that core, like that root usually of somehow thinking that I'm not going to be enough or good enough in the situation. And then the curveball is, so yes, I a hundred percent agree with you. Look inward, assess what's going on, just sit in it. Don't deny it. And also be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Be nice. And then at some point, I do think it can be effective and helpful to use distraction. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't necessarily help or honor our anxious feelings if we like overly sit in it. Okay, as soon as you said distraction, my brain went to every single fucking person picks up their phone. Tell me distractions that you think are beneficial or helpful distractions because my first thought when you said that and I was like hell fucking no don't be distracted go in head fucking on charge that shit like a bull but it's like no distractions are good but people think they want to be distracted they pick up their phone mindless okay so what are mindful distractions can you kind of Hit me with something. Taking a walk and looking out for nature. Mm. Reading a book that makes you laugh. Talking to your partner. Um, Maybe doing some little, like, love for your pet. Mm. Giving them, you know, cut their nails, brush their fur, give them some pets. 
Okay. Um, do like a 20-minute pickup around your apartment or house? Give me something I can do when I'm at work. Oh, damn, girl. I got five minutes. I'm going to that meeting. Okay, I can we're pick up talk. my phone and I can look at Instagram okay, no, and no, I no. can be even fucking No, 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 worse. don't do it. Okay. We're going to talk about then a few um, breathing breathing exercises. I can't fucking then. breathe. My head's all over the place right now. Breathing is not going to fucking accomplish anything. Okay, then. I'm being, I'm being a pain in the ass client. <laughs> it's okay. And I don't usually, I wouldn't give that face. <laughs> I'm like, mm, You can fucking don't make it so hard. <laughs> no, I'm making this hard. Because okay. this is what people probably say so to you. I would, yes, that's very true. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't do um, that. <laughs> so I would then do a, like tense and release. Like I would do 10, like make fists as much as you can. And I don't want anyone to see me. Relax. I don't want anyone to see me doing it. I don't want to do this at work. People oh. are going to think I'm like pooping in my desk. Okay. What else can I do? Well, there's. I heard this really, really random, random one of starting to make a list of like first names. Interesting. In your head. I was going to say, actually, write something. Oh, like, no, yes. Um, oh, oh, oh yeah, no, maybe. Client. Okay, sure. I got an idea. I got all, an right, idea. all right, we got an idea. So what can we do? We got five minutes. Essentially, you're playing categories in your mind. So, like, you know, cereals, go. Lucky Chums, Rice Krispie Treats, Frosted Flakes, uh, Kashi, anything. What anxiety. What? Now I just want some breakfast. Oh, true. Oh, Oh, that's like a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I like that. All right. We all right, got one. Cool. We all right. One. So you're going to change your thought altogether, and you're going to start naming categories of things. Mm-hmm. Write them down. I know it would sound so stupid, but when you go to walk into that meeting, you're going to be like, damn, I really want some rice crispy treats. I mm-hmm. should make that. I have some of that cereal at home. That's going to be awesome. Weedabix, anyone? Oh, what is it? <laughs> Weetabix. What That's the, the kind of stuff that? I grow up on. Diabetes, everyone. No. I don't have it. Um, but my immediate, immediate family you know does. I it's good. fucking love cereal. Mm-hmm. So you know how people ask you if you Snacky could eat time. if you could eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, yours is cereal? Totally. Oh. Cereal. Oh. And it's weird. My favorite cereal is plain Cheerios. Sliced bananas. Oh, oh, oh. I won't even, I won't buy cereal because I will eat the entire box. Or a (laughs) bunch of bananas because I will eat like four in a sitting. My doctor told me I I had to lay off the bananas. (laughs) You're testing high for potassium. Yeah, you got a lot of potassium. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I only eat half a banana a day. Oh, too much. I was like, it's fucking half a banana. I would not think that is too much. That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, it's supposed to be good for you. Anyway, so you, you're stressed. Write down. It's categories. Start naming stuff. And I think what we're getting to also is just, it's it's creative thinking. It's out-of-the-box thinking. You know, mm, I, again, we have box. this, like, <laughs> jump on right out of those Cheerios, everybody. <laughs> but we have this idea that we have to just white-knuckle through everything because everybody else is doing better than we are. And it's okay to use these offbeat tricks mm-hmm. and, you know, ways of coping. Yes. Not everyone can white knuckle through stuff. Yeah. Nor, sure, nor would we want to. I'm sure some people can. I've been active on that one. I actually love to because I find the 
faster you hit something head on, the faster you realize it's not such a big deal. Okay, I think we have different definitions because I'm looking at white knuckling as like just looking past it, not even like skipping the looking inward mm. and denying your feelings. No. But I think you're talking about something. Do you're talking I'm just about? Hit, like, I'm like just hitting it head okay, on. Okay, yeah, okay. Just be in it. Like if something stresses me out, I'm gonna go deeper into it because yeah. I'm like I don't like this feeling. So the faster I the, fucking- the faster I lean in and get my fucking face all in this. <laughs> The, honestly, the instant gratification of figuring out it's not that stressful, your adrenaline drops. And right. you're like, oh, that actually wasn't that scary. That's another thing we forget is we are having a physiological, you know, we have extra cortisol pumping mm. if we're anxious. So we do have something to attend to and we do have levels that have to if you're come a, on back down to so, baseline. Okay, if you're a guy. Guys don't want to do the therapy. Guys supposedly have less anxiety. Going into that meeting, Some of them, yeah. do fucking 10 push-ups. Have you ever been stressed and done push-ups? I, I've never been in a good mood and, and done 10 push-ups. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just um, kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, I've done that. Like It's like some jumping jack. I think I've told you before— um, Sometimes no, please do. In between, in between sessions, if it's like I am— like just feeling kind of heavy or not, you know, like I need to be more engaged for the next person to come in. I'll go into the bathroom and just kind of like make some funny faces at myself. Oh, that's awesome. And just kind of like move it, bebop around a bit and just go back at it. You have to. Yeah. Like do fucking do weird shit behind doors. Like do it. It you know, really does. Reason. Because you do, you have so much adrenaline going through your body. You have so much like just shit yeah, built like, up it's jacked like jacked up yeah it's like shake it out shake it out shake it yeah and then it's like you do funny faces the funny faces aren't gonna make you laugh the fact that you're in the bathroom by yourself with the yes. door shut and you're like yeah i'm doing this this, this is, is who i am yeah you really you drop all that that bubbling inside of you mm-hmm. there's so much bubbling and as soon as you do that you drop it. And you drop out of your head and into just a different space in your body. Yes. And it's nice. And you walk out of the bathroom and everyone's like going on with their day. And you're like, I just spent. Like, that girl just had a great time in the bathroom. Yeah, I just spent so way too long in there <laughs> laughing at myself. But, mm-hmm. no, this is good. This yeah. is good. I want to talk to you about this little thing I found, too. Um, so, the Kaluli people of Papua New Guinea... Where the fuck do you find this shit? The internet. Insai. What was that one? Oh, that's a fucking... Watch it. Stop what you're doing. Watch that right now. <laughs> is that, that what it's is, called? Yes, it's Hrund, or whatever her name is, from Iceland. <laughs> it's just a phenomenal documentary. Okay, that was Iceland. Where's this Insight. one? So this is Papua New Guinea. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly where that is. Um, but this dude was studying uh, this, like, cultures that are known to have way less depression and anxiety than America. So mm-hmm. basically, you could study anywhere. Yeah, I was <laughs> um, like, yeah, most but, of the fucking yeah. world. <laughs> but these are populations that are actually have like a near absence of that kind of mental mm-hmm. health crap. So um, this, I, I don't know his name. You know, we're, I mean, we're, we're not an academic podcast, okay? So we're <laughs> just giving you some yeah, general I, information I can here. barely read, um, so. <laughs> Just doing the best we can. Um, anyway, 
this researcher is like, all right, what are these people doing? And he comes to, he arrives at this conclusion that they're living under like this Greek ethos. And I read this list and I'm like, this is such obvious stuff, but they are doing six things. They're eating an omega-3 rich diet, exercising a bit every day, getting ample sunlight, getting ample sleep. They're involved in meaningful social activity. And this one I love. They participate in meaningful tasks tasks that leave little room for negative thinking. Oh, I love all of that. Right? I feel like that is a Greek of those six things, like, I feel like I hit all you six do, of you those. You do a lot. You inspire me to do more as well. Like, I definitely hit all six of those. I think that is, like, all of those, that is well-being. Well, let's think about this. Let's read through that one more time slow. Because how many people don't get any of these we're talking about six things so put a list in your phone uh, and refer back to it as needed the first one is the omega-3 rich diet please eat your fats they won't make you fat they will make you strong they will make your brain strong They're good for your brain yeah it will make you mentally strong to have a little bit of fat in your body eat your nuts eat your nuts Second one, exercise. And you don't have to be, you know, going to the gym. We don't care. Take a little walk. Go for a walk. Take your dog for a fucking walk. Just get out there a little bit. Move your joints. Move your body. Third one, sunlight. Ooh. Please, a little bit. It's the Northeast, if you're listening. In Boston, chances are it's probably fucking snowing because it snows 10 months out of the year. Get some vitamin D. Be preventative. Order it right now on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Amazon Prime, two days. Vitamin B. Nature me. D. Vitamin D. You need B, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, ba, ba, ba. Those are the first three. And then we have ample sleep. Oh. But I get disappointed in people. Oh, parent mode. Because... You know, I've I've shared my edibles with people, and I'm like, listen, eat one of these 20 minutes before you go to bed. You're not going to be, like, stoned. You're going to go to bed. <laughs> and I've done this, and they've eaten the edibles. They've eaten their CBD oil. They sleep like a fucking baby. They mm-hmm. wake up, recharge, and they are ready to go. And disclaimer, we know this isn't right for everybody. This isn't but, right for everybody. But definitely— but- it's right for a lot of people, right. a lot of different people. It just reminds me of like what we were saying earlier with the doing categories in your own mind of like, we have to think outside the box. So we, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. So if exactly. you're getting shitty sleep and zero things are tried. The thing that makes me disappointed in people is they'll try this, they'll sleep wonderful, and then they'll come back in and they're like, I'm sleeping like shit. And I'm like, why don't you eat some more of those gummies? <sighs> I don't know. And I'm like, I'm not sure yeah. what you mean. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'll, tr- I don't know. I just, mm. and I'm like, that's a really fucking uh, lame excuse. Yeah. Because you have something that makes you feel good and helps you get through the next day. It helps you sleep. We need sleep. We are so sleep deprived. We are so miserable. So I'm like, you have this means of helping you help yourself, but you're not doing it. And I'm not sure why. 
Right. And I'm sad for you because you were so much better last time because you were sleeping. The complexity of human beings. I know it's not that black and white. I hear you. I hear you completely. Anyway, that's how I feel about that. That is that. Help you help yourself. Go the fuck to bed. Mm -hmm. Shut off your electronics. Don't lay in bed with your phone. Shut the lights off. Do a little stretching before bed. Drink a fucking cup of tea. Go to bed. Mm -hmm. Go to bed. Our bedrooms are not set up for sleeping anymore. Our bedrooms are just set up for fucking shit. (laughs) Emily's disappointment may be turning into frustration. See? See? Now I'm angry. What's the next one? What's the next one? Everybody calm down. Um, (laughs) Be involved in social activity. And this one. Skip. Skip. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but like, <laughs> let's talk about personalizing this one because this doesn't mean that all of a sudden you have to be involved in Facebook groups and be going to clubs and be an extrovert. It just means that you have to engage meaningfully with another human being at some point throughout the week and not just, you know, bitch about work and do small talk, but, you know. Be with like-minded people and talk about... How do you find those people? Oh, my God. It's so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. I think you have to... I know for me, I've, like, honestly, a lot of my group has come from reconnecting, like, with people that I lost touch with or um, through my husband, like, you know, meeting, like, he, he somehow is introduced to somebody and then, like, that person and their wife invites us over... Like, it's not, I wish, um, I mean, I've accepted that I'm not this person, but like, I'm not a meetup person, but those are great ways if Mm -hmm. if we have all the extroverts out there. What do you think? So today I talked to a stranger. I talk to strangers. I talk to strangers all the time, but today I talked to a stranger. Um, Again, I think meeting people, you have to hit it head on. I was in yoga and the girl next to me. She was just hopping around and floating around and kicking her legs up here and doing all these crazy things. And I'm like, really, this bitch got to be next to me at 6 a.m.? Like, I can barely be in downward dog right now. And she got a fucking leg in the air. And I'm like, good for her. You know what? Good for her. So class ended. I like to stay in my Savashana. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. By the way, that's the last time I had... A really severe panic attack was when I was in Shavasana. Really? Oh, my God. My body How? was fucking crawling out of itself. Oh, that's what? That's my favorite part of yoga. They're like, lay there. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I got mean, it. 99.9% of the time. Wow, that's kind of scary. I think it was right after I, I got engaged. And I think, um, or I'm almost 100% sure it was because I was imagining a wedding, like a traditional wedding. Oh. And my body was just like absolutely viscerally denying that idea. You were like, well, that's a no. Right. But so, so listen, I'm, like, I'm laying in my corpse pose. Yeah. Class ends. <laughs> they make the you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make you do, you know, roll over, sit up, namaste, look out your third eye. I like to stay laying down till everyone leaves. I just lay there at my eye shot. I let everyone oh put God. their blocks away. <laughs> so I open my eyes, thinking the room's empty. This bitch is still next to me, hopping oh, around, yeah. doing oh, yeah, her no, shit. Yeah, not and I'm like, she be the last one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we're right next to each other, the only people mm-hmm. in the room. So I look at her and I go, hey, I'm going to break your concentration. And she looks at me. I go, 
How long have you been working on that? And she sat and she was really nice. She's like, you know, I started doing this and, you know, I used to be a gymnast and I don't know, honestly, yoga on Instagram changed my life. Have you heard of blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And she like did a few things and was showing me. And I was like, you know what? My New Year's resolution next year is like handstands. I was like, but I need to start with what you're doing. She's like, you know, just do this and float this way. And I was like, you know what? You, you're not that bad. And if I was looking for new friends, I probably would have continued on. And I listened to a podcast that said. (laughs) But I'm all set. Yeah, but I'm all set. I ain't trying to make new friends. (laughs) I got enough of those. Yeah. But I listened to this podcast that was talking about how to meet new people. Mm -hmm. And in that scenario, say you're in a yoga class, this person, you know, you're like, wow, it's really cool. They're working on this stuff. You can have a quick little conversation. You Mm -hmm. ask them about them, how long you've been working at that. And then you end it with, do you normally come to this class? Yeah, I'm usually here every Tuesday at 6. Cool, I'm Emily. Maybe I'll see you next week. Okay, cool, I'm Emily too. I'll see you next week. Next thing you know, you and Emily are going to the same yoga class. You go a few weeks, you say hello, you show you're working on something. Hey, I'm going to go grab a coffee. You want to come get a coffee with me? It's like... That sounds smooth as fuck. Right? Right? And it's like we're scared to talk to other people. We're scared to meet new people. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing, if I'm going to meet someone new, I break the ice by complimenting them. Wow, that's really awesome. How long have you been doing this? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, everyone's guard is down. That's a good tip. So it's like if you do want to start meeting new people, don't be afraid to compliment someone. Mm -hmm. Like Even bros, go up to the other bro and be like, bro, I love your sneakers, bro. Where'd you get those? Yo, bro, these are Nikes. I got them at the outlet. You got those at the outlet? Just growing it up. Yeah, just like grow it up. Like throw a compliment out there. Sure, sure. People love that. Like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, look at my my other bro sneakers. Oh, man, those are sick. Like, that's awesome. When'd you guys, you know, where'd you go get those? And just like fucking break the ice. Because a lot of people, I feel once they hit 30, they want to meet new people. They mm-hmm. want better social interactions. So they want better conversations. Yep. But the people that you're going to have better conversations with aren't the people you're going to go meet out at a bar at night. Right, They're right. the people that you're going to meet in your little small bubble like at the coffee like-minded shop. Doing like-minded activities. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like doing like-minded activities. <laughs> Break the ice. Like start meeting new people. Because you'd be surprised the anxiety you get when you think oh my God, like, I'm going to go talk to this person. Oh my God. Like, so making friends is essentially like ice fishing. Break the ice. I was like, I don't know. I've never been ice fishing, but all right. So yeah, go break the ice, compliment people, make some better social engagement. Done. Done. That was a long one. Sorry. That's That's okay. You feel strong. I I feel you. I I just want people to make friends. Better friends. Gotta have friends. Not really. So just, I mean, really like two. (laughs) Three (laughs) most. Um, The last one, that was five. Cinque. So number six is participate in meaningful tasks that leave little room for negative thinking. I love that one. Buddy I met with yesterday. Talked about anxiety, talks about lack yep. of confidence. He said the happiest time 
of my life was when I was getting up at 5 a.m. I was boxing all morning. I was going to work. I was coming home. I was training for marathons. I was volunteering. I was doing this. He goes, my day was so filled that I couldn't breathe. That was the best time. I go, no, you could breathe. I go, but there was no room for bullshit in your life. Mm. Perspective. Perspective. Boom. He's like, I, I did so much I couldn't I breathe. I said I wasn't going to do that. Okay, why? why you can't boom because i boomed so much last, last recording okay <laughs> boom go, go. the fuck away <laughs> okay, okay but it's true it's like fill up your day with so many tasks that you don't have time for negative thoughts because it's just gonna like stop you from doing all the fucking shit you want to do I totally think, i think that those fucking five points are awesome right yeah so like those should go in the show notes they sure will those should be a post on instagram there's okay. six of them. We should hit I'm one on every day. I'm on Monday, it. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday day of rest. Yes. An example for every day. I like well, it. Those are really fucking important. That was good. That was good. You know. Yeah, I liked that. I was just thinking that uh, this is like one of my favorite ways to wake up. Come chat with you. It's super, super cool. Yeah. That we're doing this. Yeah. 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 Happy. Happy, happy. Yeah. Cool. Not that I'm not happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad this is making you really happy. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I'm at work right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a weird and I'm thing. I'm just at your workplace. And then you go home and, and I go, I go home, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you work today? No. Tuesday's my day off. And okay. I did. I finished all my paperwork last night. Ooh. So I don't have any today, which is awesome. Ooh, love it. Um, yes. Let's see. Before we wrap this up. Yep. Let me, uh, let's see. I'm going to run through my notes, anxiety attacks. Uh, quick little thing. It's very satisfying and depressing. This is a, a very interesting thing. I am so satisfied and so depressed by the thought that no one's paying attention and no one really cares. It's kind of depressing because no one's paying attention and no one really cares. But it's also kind of satisfying because nobody's paying attention and nobody really cares. So when you're having anxiety, just like realize that it's again, satisfying and also like depressing, but I feel like it will push you through a little bit. So I'll give a name to that. It seems like you are reality testing yourself. So if you're feeling kind of insecure, anxious, sure that you're abnormal and everybody else is like looking at you and noticing you would reality test yourself and question whether or not people are actually investing the energy mm-hmm. to pay attention to you and judge you. Yes. And chances are they're not. They are not at all because yeah, they're, they're worrying not. about their own shit. So that's like kind of satisfying. You're like, oh, it's okay. I totally just stumbled over there because no one's really watching. Okay. You know? Okay. So a little satisfying, a, but it could okay. also be depressing. So don't get wrapped up in, don't think of it as no one cares about me. Think about it as where you are. No one's paying attention to you. Well, no, people don't care if you're a human being, you know? People don't care if you make a mistake or... <laughs> I feel like we're getting way too vague. <laughs> well, I was just what, reading What is through, happening? I was right just now? reading through my notes. Okay. Um, <laughs> funny that you kind of said that, though. Here? Another uh, experience I had at yoga last week. You're, you know, crammed in a little room. And they said, you know, stretch your arms out. And, you know, it's okay if you touch your neighbor. We're all people. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I don't know why, but that was like a mind-blowing yeah. thing. We're yeah. afraid to like yeah. touch someone on the train or bump into people. Yeah, and it's like, don't worry, don't worry. We're all peoples. Yeah. We're all peoples. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. Ask Emily what actually is anxiety. We talked about that. Shutting down, pushing away, change of perspective. Uh, we're too quick to feel the emotions and dictate what they do. Let's control them. Let's assess them. Uh, I don't have too much knowledge on anxiety, but you hit me with a lot of uh, knowledge on actual anxiety. Cool. Um, worst case scenario, we've probably talked about this. As long as the worst case isn't death, I usually go for it. Mm-hmm. So when you're having anxiety, you're like, am I going to die? No. Okay, go for it. Go in that meeting. Um, things that give you anxiety, relationship breakup, quitting a job, not finishing a book everyone's reading, not passing a class, asking for a raise or promotion, trying something new. These are all things that will cause you anxiety. But as soon as you get through them, they will all, I don't want to say benefit, raise up your life. They'll all... They build resilience. Yes. And they push you on to the next level. You will level up. Once you fight through all of these things, um, the things people think cause anxiety are usually in their control. They can change it or stop the stress. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Lesson of the day. Get to- comfortable. Yep. Just trying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got Feeling away. it. Feeling it. Chinese finger trap people. Loosen that shit up and you will be released from the trap of uncomfortable feelings. And you know what? If, if you can't loosen it, call your buddy over and tell him to just fucking cut the middle and be done with it. Say, oh, I can't fucking yeah. do it. Cut the middle. I can't do this on my own. Get in and help me. Cut the middle off. Boom. Yep. Just break that trap. Just fucking break the trap. Just fucking <laughs> yes. break it. Who cares? It's just a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> call up your buddy. Cut the fucking trap and be done with it. I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this. And on okay. that, you know, I think that I'm done. I think we covered, we covered our stuff. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Boom. Okay, everybody. Categories. All right. We got to go play. All right. Wheat thins. Oreo O's. Hit me with some cereal. Oh. Um, Quaker Oats Squares. Kashi. I'm Kashi. not fun at this game. Fuck. Let me. Reese's Pop. Well, I was just going to say that. Oh, Reese's Pop. Cookie Crisp. Remember those? Those were good. No. I did not go up with the sugary cereal. No, that's not true. Eventually, I got to have Reese's. Reese's were good. Reese's Puffs or whatever they were. Those were phenomenal. Okay. A little bit of roof damage, though, from all that chomping. It's all right. Eat your Wheaties. Mouth seal quickly. All right. Here we go. So does the human spirit. Okay. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Soulshine Podcast. You can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And most importantly, don't forget to let your soul shine.